Mamas, hello, and thank you so much for tuning into Motherhood Ignited, a podcast for mompreneurs, creatives, and influencers. And I had to hop on here before we start the show just to acknowledge that, yes, the show name has changed from the Mommy Influencer Podcast to Motherhood Ignited. And that is because after a really great first month of podcasting, I got to really know who's tuning in and what you guys are looking for, what turns you on, what turns you off. And the word influencer apparently is just still too polarizing to really base my entire podcast around. I just felt a bigger calling for what moms like me needed and needed to hear and needed to have poured into them. So that is why just to be more welcoming to everybody and to open more opportunities for everyone who tunes in, we have changed the podcast name. And I still stand by the fact that the word influencer is not icky. As long as you are proud of what you influence and are showing up with purpose and intent, then I think it can be a really, really wonderful thing. And I am so happy to still include all the things influencers in these podcasts as well, because I truly do think it is a valuable thing that people can use to grow their brand and to bring in some extra income to the family. But I also can't wait to dive even more into moms who are rocking their businesses and creatives who are so passionate with their work. And I really think some important messaging that this podcast will hit on is the beautiful balance between working passionately and nurturing presently. Like that is the goal, you guys. That is what every mom really who is showing up in this space and trying to grow a business or grow an influence or find their creative outlet, that is the balance and the struggle that we are all definitely trying to navigate. And I am so excited to be able to talk to moms just like you who are doing it beautifully every single day. So thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey and welcome to Motherhood Ignited. You're listening to Motherhood Ignited, a podcast for mompreneurs, creatives, and influencers who are rocking the beautiful balance between working passionately and nurturing presently. I'm your host, Christy Keen, and every week I interview inspiring mom bosses, brands, and industry experts to bring you the knowledge, tools, and strategies to grow your influence and business through purposeful online content creation. So come in and cozy up, mamas, and get ready to ignite your goals. Okay, mamas, my guest today worked in the fashion industry for 12 years before launching her Whiskey and Lace blog in 2015, where she shares her love for fashion, party planning, motherhood, and travel. She balances this all with two babies, and she is a full-time realtor. I recently started following her because I polled my followers and asked whose stories they could not get enough of, and she came out overwhelmingly with so many people just loving on her and sharing that she is hilarious. And I can't <laughs> wait to chat more about how she uses her stories to engage with the audience. Um, but without further ado, Erica, aka Whiskey and Lace, thank you so much Hi. for coming on. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so oh, excited I'm... to be here. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I am a I am 
I'm a blogger, obviously, and I was born and raised in Sonoma County, which is near Napa um, in wine country. And I'm one of six children. Um, so I've always been the type of person that has had to have a loud voice in order to be heard. Um, and I, like you said, worked in the fashion industry. I um, was the sales representative for Roxy and Quicksilver for 12 years in Northern California, which was a great learning experience. Um, but my time was kind of um, came to an end with that once I had my children because there was a lot of travel involved and it was a really high stress um, position I was in. Um, but then I still just felt like I needed a creative outlet. So I decided to start Whiskey and Lace. Um, and I was like, oh, sure, let's just start a blog. Like, that'll be easy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, quickly did I realize like, whoa, this is a lot more work than than I thought. Um, but I fell in love with it. Um, it truly became a passion. At first, it kind of started out more as like a hobby. And then all of a sudden, I just started kind of gaining momentum. And so here I am today. And um, when I left my job at Quicksilver, my husband, who's also a realtor, um, he's been a realist, realtor since 2005. He said, you know, if you're going to leave this, you know, corporate position where I was making um, a decent income, you need to have something else behind your belt. So besides just your hobby of blogging. Cause at this point too, I wasn't making, um, an income to offset what I was losing at Roxy and Quicksilver. So I decided, well, why not get my real estate license? Um, it was one of the biggest challenges I've ever been through, um, because I'm not a test taker and I ended up failing my first time taking the test. Really? You have to get a seven. Yeah. You have to get a 70% to pass. And I got a 69%. It was like oh. so heartbreaking. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like literally that is like one or two questions I missed. So I had to go all the way back to Sacramento, which is like two hours away and take it again the following week. But then I passed. So it was a great accomplishment. Um, and this platform has allowed me to find people in my area who are looking for homes and, um, and I can do like take a tour Tuesday where I showcase some of our listings or other people's listings. And so I've kind of tried to marry the real estate aspect into my platform as well. Um, I wouldn't call my platform a full on real estate platform by any mean, but I like to highlight that aspect in my life too. So yeah, it's been really fun. Um, and there's been a lot of learning curves along the way. That's for sure. I love that. That's awesome. And you know, I, I really, I notice you do reality stuff on your page, but it definitely doesn't come across in that it's mostly just, just you. That. It's such a personal page and it's so fashionable and yeah. just funny. And the I realist, tried to, it I just kind of blends together really well. Yeah. You balance it really beautifully. Thank you. I really, my husband, he wishes I would do it more. He's like, come on, like talk about real estate more. But I'm like, you know, not everybody wants to hear about wine country real estate that follows me. Um, so I think that there's definitely a balance. Um, I always try to come at my content with what would I want to see from somebody? Like, what do I enjoy from other influencers and how can I make that my own? And so I like to give splashes of things and not just dedicate my whole platform to real estate or try on sessions or travel. Or I just like to kind of have, um, I like to keep my audience guessing, I guess you could say, like, what's she going to do next? You know, so that's always a goal of mine. And um, it makes it more fun for me too, you know, uh, to be able to just do different things constantly um, makes it makes it fun for myself. Yeah. You don't feel like you're boxed into any one thing or there's totally. not too much pressure in any one area. So I exactly. love that. Thank you. 
And so with starting your blog, did you get on the blog and then launch an Instagram related to it right away, like coincide or did you? No. So to be completely transparent, I actually had um, with an old friend, a online boutique called Whiskey and Lace. And then um, we quickly realized that that was a lot more work than what we could um, take on. So um, I ended up buying out the business and... um, but we had grown, we had grown the following on Instagram at that point. It was to, how oh, I don't even remember, like a few thousand. Um, and when I started that like seven years ago, the algorithm, it was, I was like gaining thousands of followers like each week. It was crazy. And then all of a sudden, like once I hit like 40K, it was like, whoa, like the growth has slowed down big time because they had set in this algorithm. And I know that that probably sounds like an excuse to many and we all deal with it, but it really was really the case. Like I would, I was easily growing and then it was not so easy anymore, Um, which is a bummer, but you know, it just makes me realize I had to like really look at growth and not be so scared of not growing anymore. I kind of took the angle of why not focus on who I have here? And if I get growth, great. If I go back, oh, well, like, let me just figure out what my audience wants to see. And like the people that are following me currently, like, what do they want from me? And if I focus on that, I'm hopeful that there's growth. And if there's not, like, it's fine. I just feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm compl- I'm not complacent, but I'm happy with where I'm at. And if growth comes along with it, great. <laughs> I don't feel like there's any special recipe for getting growth quickly. Um, I think that you just have to kind of keep keep going and use your voice and keep keep at what you're doing, and it'll follow if you're you know listening to what people want that are following you. One of the big takeaways I have when speaking with other influencers is the second that they stop focusing on the growth and start focusing Mm -hmm. more on the content and having an authentic voice, that's when the growth happens. And so, I I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. Like it definitely. I for so long was trying to be what I thought an influencer should be. Like, oh, I have to take this picture in the street or you know, there were times when I was like in front of my Christmas tree with like a hot cocoa mug, like trying to get this weird angle, like of the tree and my feet and the mug. And I'm like, what yes. am I doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, like what shot am I trying to get right now? And what am I trying to portray to people? Because this is just awkward. So I ended up when I was pregnant with Charlotte, um, oh, a year and a half ago, I, all of a sudden when it hit me, this is like kind of TMI. <laughs> um, so fair warning to you and all your <laughs> listeners. Um, I ended up asking my followers or talking to my followers about the fact that with pregnancy comes hemorrhoids. And I just started talking about it on my stories and the engagement was insane. It was like, thank you for talking about this. It's horrible. And people were like, how do you deal with it? What can we do to help each other? And I was like, whoa, like talking about hemorrhoids like was really engaging. (laughs) You know, why was that? Well, because it was something that people don't normally talk about. And it was something that was actually happening in my life. So I decided when I was pregnant with her, like, why not talk about the things that people don't talk about? Why not, you know, bring up these topics that I guess are a little bit taboo and it's, you know, totally worked. And when I found just that I should just be myself is when I found that it was the best for my platform. And the mo- it's when my platform really started to grow more and more. Yes, I love that. So don't say you don't have any growth hacks because hemorrhoids, <laughs> obviously, like well, it's interesting sounds because like a great growth, growth hack. Show, the growth won't show in necessarily your followers either. And that's what's, I think, hard for people to see is that 
I didn't necessarily get growth and followers, but my engagement was so much more like my stories were, my story views were going up, my likes and the comments on my posts were going up, but it didn't always equal more followers, but that didn't mean that what I was, what I had wasn't good, you know? So I think people can get really hung up on, oh gosh, you know, I haven't gained any followers. I mean, in fact, just to be transparent in the last two weeks, I've lost like 2000 followers. I mean, I've brought up some controversial topics, so that hasn't helped, but like, um, and I'm not, I'm not worried about it. It's like, you know what, then those aren't my people and that's okay. Exactly. So let me figure yes. out what the people who have stuck around with me want, you know? So I think you just have to get off the, the focus of constant growth, you know, because if you focus on what you have, it can really actually be so beneficial and rewarding. I a hundred percent agree. And it sounds like as, even if you're not getting the following growth per se, what you're getting for personal growth too mm-hmm. is something to be said for and just being able totally. to feel confident and using your own voice and being yourself and empowering other women to to do the same like that's more worth totally. it than you know totally. the followers who are just gonna lurk totally. and maybe see a picture here and there and yeah you know. I like actually like I, I call them my insta besties like I <laughs> my followers make me laugh every single day you know like it's been so rewarding on so many levels. I've gotten to know people and where they're, where they're from and what their story is. And I just, I love to connect with people. And so once I stopped focusing on that number and just focusing on the people and seeing them as people, not just followers, it's, I just, it's more, it's so rewarding. It's, it's my favorite part of what I do for sure. It's true. I love that. I love that you said they are people. They're not just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here are these followers. These are people who are showing up for you and and totally. And we ask for so much from them. Like we ask for so much from our followers, like swipe up, buy this, you know, like this comment on this. And I love to just like, kind of get their side. Like what, you know, like I want to get to know them. Like, what do they like? What are their passions? And, and I think that that is what's kind of lacking is that people are just asking so much from these followers rather than looking them as people and getting to know them too, you know? Yes. That's why I love when Instagram came up with that um, questions button where you can ask your followers a question and hear like their thoughts on things and just, I know it just makes it all a little bit more accessible from both ends. For sure. You can get to know people easier, you know, because it is hard to keep up on DMs and go back and forth with people, you know, but, um, I find it's extremely important to, to keep engaging them and getting to know them because they appreciate it. I know that they do. Yes, I know. I, I do. I love just knowing that I'm being heard by somebody or just sure. if they take a second sure. to acknowledge that. Agreed. So I, you mentioned that your followers make you laugh, but I legitimately <laughs> laugh out loud watching your stories. And Aww, I feel like you're not even trying though. You just <laughs> are goofy and I love oh it. Gosh. You know, I'm not afraid to put it out there. And like I said before, I try to figure out like, what would I want to see from a person or, you know, and I like to keep people guessing, like I said, and I just, um, I don't know if it's because I have four brothers and we're, we're just kind of a humorous household growing up. Um, and I mean, I don't know, there's some things that I do and I literally look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm (laughs) such a dork. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, you were just like, there was a story at your food network stories and you're just literally stuffing a chicken, I think. But I (laughs) just, I just could not stop laughing. Just your entire delivery. (laughs) Well, instead of perfecting, like 
I mean, I'm no like, you know, Ina Gardner, whatever her name is, you know, like Barefoot Contessa. I'm not her and I'm not going to try to be her. And I just don't feel like people, most people can't relate to her anyways, like with this perfectly, you know, recipe, like putting out a recipe perfectly. Like, no, in my kitchen, it's a disaster all the time. Like there is stuff happening. My phone's falling. I mean, I could probably, um, you know, get a tripod or something to make it better for everybody. But I think it's funny. And I just like, I'm just like, I'd rather just keep it so real and um, show those messy moments. Because uh, I think people can relate to it. You know? I literally, so. I, can't, I keep thinking about the butter on your hands, like as you're stuffing the oh chicken. My God. And I don't know why that would just <laughs> like, crack me up. So bad. I love it. No, I love it. Never thinking, stop like, doing I'm recording that. myself stop. doing this. Oh, thank you. I won't. I promise. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty entertaining, I'm sure. So, I mean, it entertains myself. Like, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> Why did you even post these? Or like, you know, I don't know. It's just so funny. But and I, and yeah, I, I try to keep. I kind of try to keep it light. Yeah, you do. You do such a great job at it. And I know that Thank you. people are definitely showing up in your stories because, like I said, I did a poll recently about what mommy influencers have stories that people just cannot get enough of, and you just kept coming mm-hmm. up over and over and over. Oh, and that so makes me so happy. I'm like so flattered, honestly. Yeah, I like that people I was like, are I enjoying have to go these see. crazy shenanigans. Oh my gosh, I was hooked <laughs> from like the first story. I was like, I get it. Oh, thank I'm, you. I'm here for it. Well, and I, get and I, it. I started doing. Um, I'm not sure if you've tuned in at all. And um, I started doing a series called Wine Wednesday, and that also has been proven to be. Um, a success. You know, I just, every Wednesday I, um, grab a bottle of wine and we either do a Q and a, or like I have Mark on it, my husband, and we play never have I ever, or would you rather? And we answer people's questions, but we do it. Like we try to do it in a fun, entertaining way, but it's totally like anybody that knows me personally would say, this is how they are all the time. Like I'm not, we're not putting on a show. It's legit reality. Um, this is just kind of how we interact with one another. And I try to bring on different people and add music to it and add polls to it and just keep it fun. And people have really looked forward to it. I mean, who doesn't like an excuse to drink wine midweek, you know? Uh, so yeah. um, I-, I wish I could. People right really have looked forward to it. I know, but uh, it can be hard because there's some weekends where like, you know, like I went to Bottle Rock on Sunday and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do Wine Wednesday. But, you know, I just like I do it for everybody because they come on. They're like, what are you doing Wine Wednesday? Like, what time does it start? And it's just really um, shown that, you know, people are really excited for it, which is great. So oh, I try to do it every the week. The sacrifices of having to I know, pour right? a Gosh, glass I of wine, wine on a Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> yes, I know. Poor me. Gosh, total white girl problems. <laughs> I know. No, I love that this is it's just such a fun time when people give like this space and this job kind of a, you know, a bad name. I'm like, Oh, it's so much fun. Like, you know, like who, it does not get old. You get paid to like make friends, connect with people and to be yourself. I mean, there's aspects of it where I could see why people envy it, you know, or like really you get paid to do that. But I think if they really truly knew the ins and outs of it, they would be like, Oh, okay. Got it. You know, I mean, it comes with a lot of, a lot of backlash too. It's not always positive, you know? Um, so you have to definitely grow a thick skin. That's for sure. Uh, yes. I have learned that <laughs> a lot over the last year. Yeah. My God. And so with your stories, mm-hmm. like, do you find that you're, you're, um, following? Cause you have what you have about 60 something thousand followers. Yeah. Well, it's been going down lately, but, um, <laughs> Girl, I think that's uh, everybody right now. Yeah. Um, I'm 62,000, almost 63, but it was 63 yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That's the story of my life right now. Yeah. yeah. And do you find that they're more engaged on your stories than, yes. than in your post? Absolutely. I mean, um, it's – gosh, they – I think that's why people follow me, to be honest. Um, and anytime I do a poll, like, what do you come – you know, what do you come to my page for, stories or feed? I mean, it's like 90 to 10%. You know, 90% are like, I'm here for your stories. And I think people just like it because – that is where you can really translate who you really are. Whereas in a feed, you can sometimes translate that with like a selfie or in a moment, in a moment picture. But like a lot of times as influencers, you know, when you're working with a brand, you need it to look good. So you need to kind of perfect it and style it, which can come across to the majority of people as too like promoting too much perfection. So, and, and if they understood that, like, you know, I can't deliver to a brand, a messy kitchen post to like sell their wine. Like I have to, you know, sell it in a beautiful light. Like I try to balance that, you know? And, um, I think that's why they like stories is because that's where you can be just so raw and real and it, and there's kind of no hiding behind it. I mean, I'm sure some people are very curated in their stories. I choose not to be because I just feel like that's where I can be fully myself. And I think that the research is really showing that people want to see the raw, real, less curated things in your stories. And totally, it's also showing a huge shift in people showing up in your stories more and engaging more to your stories than they are in your feed posts, which is why people are probably seeing their likes on their feed go down. Right. Well, and I've, you know, with losing my, like losing followers in the last two weeks, like I have, um, my story views have gone up. So it's interesting. It's like, okay, like by like thousands, you know, and it's like, okay, so people are leaving, but the people that are here are becoming more and more engaged. So am I bummed about the thousands that have left or, or let's focus, I'm trying to focus more on the thousands that are more engaged with me, you know? So it's hard not to get caught up in it though, you know? It is. I mean, it's, it's just human nature. We all want to, you know, we don't like to hear anybody unfollowing us or not liking us or that's just I mean who who likes that I mean totally and especially the ones that tell you why you know you're like oh, oh kick in the gut you know <laughs> thanks for exiting and telling me why you're exiting like you know it's just like just do okay, it quietly just and just God. yeah you know, it's, no it's crazy with the shift to stories lately and mm-hmm. I know brands are looking at them more and mm-hmm. everyone's becoming more aware of them and I'm somebody who would like to be more active in my stories with videos, but I just uh-huh. don't feel like I have the confidence like you do. And so yeah. I want to know your tips for being confident in stories because okay. I need to use okay. them like yesterday. Yeah. So I actually had a girl reach out to me and she's like, I just have a hard time like talking into my camera. Like I'm so worried about not even what the people who don't know her are going to think, but what the people who know her are going to yes, think. Yes. That's that me. That's hundred percent that, me. <laughs> totally. And it took me years to get to the place that I'm at now where I literally like do not care what people think. I actually like look into my phone and I don't even think about all the thousands of people that are going to be watching. Like I just posted if it, you know, and, and but I, but I'm strategic about it because, um, I've gotten backlash from just posting something. Like I kind of like a lesson learned here. Um, I was dri- not driving. I was stopped at a stoplight and I saw this woman running and she looked like she was doing more harm than good. And I filmed it and I like laughed about it. Well, the backlash that I got of like, you shouldn't make fun of people working out. Like, you know, it was like, Oh, lesson learned. Like I could see how that in the moment post like affected people. And so you do have to think about it, but when it comes to like fun, lighthearted stuff, like I just, 
literally pretend like I'm just posting it out to nobody. Um, you know, it, when it comes to brand work, I'm much more aware of the content and how it looks. Like I'm not going to drop an F bomb when I'm talking about something, um, <laughs> when it's, when I'm being paid to talk about it, unless some brands I'm finding like are asking me to be very, um, authentically myself, even when it comes to language, but in a, in a graceful way, I guess you could say if that's even possible. Um, but I'm just, you know, so I watch out what I do when I'm working with brands. Um, but otherwise, I kind of just try to, I think what is a great tip is starting series within your stories, like my wine Q&As. Or I've started this thing with Charlotte when she's in her jumper and I record her with like an Irish jig song with it. Yes. And it's oh hilarious. My gosh, I um, love it. <laughs> and you're uh, like the deep end. To, what is the yes, song you sing? Oh, I'm off the deep end. I sing. Off, I'm off the deep end. Um, to her because when I first did it, she would cry when I sang that song, and I just thought it was funny. Or I love to, you know, lip sync to Celine Dion, and so it's like I try to find these things that will come up. You know, I'll try to like pull them in from time to time, so people look forward to it, and they're like, "Oh my god, I love when she does this," and I can kind of gauge too off of people's reactions to different things. Um on what I should do more of and less of and that sort of thing. So um, finding series, I think, helps stories because it gives people something to look forward to and to keep coming back to you for. Um, But it kind of may look different for everybody, like what that series is. Yeah, I think a good point of the series too is just being able to think ahead of time on your content Mm -hmm. or like what you're going to say. So Mm -hmm. not that it's, you don't ever want to sound scripted when people sound scripted in stories, which I feel like I'm guilty of sometimes. It just, really, I don't think so. I, sometimes I do. I don't know. Like you, you, I mean, I guess you're right. Like when you're just saying something off the cuff and being yourself. Totally. It just goes so much better than if you're like, Oh, I want to plan out to say, yeah. I also find that talking about topics that people can oftentimes I've gotten feedback, like you complain too much. And it's like, well, you know, like when there's something like that is relatable to everybody, um, I like to bring that up and talk about it, you know, like things that annoy me, you know, like, uh, you know, when drivers go 50 down my street and I'm in a, like a residential neighborhood, you know, like I try to like bring up things that like everybody thinks of on a daily basis and are either annoyed about or, you know, or support. I try to like find those things. I try to find things that are relatable and talk about them. Like in the moment things like when my kid's having a temper tantrum, so many moms that follow me can relate to this. Like I'm in whole foods and he's on the floor crying because there's no more kid carts. It's like, let's record this because this is real life, you know? So I try to find those real life moments that people can relate to and show it, you know? Um, my husband can get embarrassed, but <laughs> he's learned to accept that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put it out there for the most part. So when I think about what I do show up for, when I look at people's stories, it is the ones that are just real and who, yeah, who I well, kind of I know think- what I'm going to expect. I've even seen people with their stories put up like today in my stories, this is what I'm going to go over. And I, and for them, oh. it works really well. It wouldn't work for me because I yeah. think that I'm, I'm just a little too like, yeah, a little too like here and there. But for some people that works really well for them. For sure. And that's the thing. Like there are some girls who like those try on sessions, um, that like totally works for them. Like they are there to sell product. And 
I, and then from my point of view, I try to like take what those girls are doing, but make it my own. Like I've done this series called what to wear, what not to wear, where like I'll go in my closet and show people what to wear wine tasting. And then I put on outfits for like what not to wear wine tasting, you know, like don't wear Uggs and a mini skirt. Like that's inappropriate, (laughs) you know, like, and I put it on. And so I just try to always come at it with like, how can I do what these girls are doing because they're, I mean, at the end of the day, this is my job and I, you know, need to make an income from it and they, and they're doing this, but I want to put my own spin on it, I guess you could say. So I'm always looking for those opportunities. Like what's everybody doing, but what can I do to make it my own? Um, So I think that that's another good way of, you know, making yourself stand out a little bit differently. And then speaking of how this is your income and you, and Mm -hmm. you still want to make money this way, are you, Mm -hmm. like, how do you monetize your platform so, right now? Is it mostly blog or do you do stuff through Instagram and stories? And Most of it's Instagram and stories. Um, some brands like to work with me on like a full throttle basis where it's like blog posts, stories, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Um, I work with a uh, PR agency and they help navigate me and br- between me and brands, um, which has been really, really helpful. Um, and they kind of pitch me um, because I was finding that I was just like drowning in, I wasn't able to pitch myself enough because I was trying to focus on creative and it was just becoming too much. And so um, I hired them and so they pitch for me and go back and forth with brands and go over contracts. And that's been really helpful because they have the contacts. I mean, just to find contacts alone for brands can sometimes be so time consuming. So to be able to sign on with somebody who has those already and can pitch me or they're being pitched by these brands and they may see me as a good fit and hire me has been really, really helpful. But I know not everybody has that opportunity. Um, so I would say like make a list if you don't if you don't have the opportunity to work with a PR agency, make a list of the like, you know, the brands you want to work with and come up with an email that you can send to each of those, like pitching your ideas. Like if it's a wine brand, say, hey, like I have this idea for a July 4th post and I want to incorporate your wine with it. Um, it's a backyard picnic and barbecue and I'm going to do this, like come up with the creative to where like you almost give them an opportunity not to say no. Um, and I just think that that can be a great starting point for someone starting out is make that list and just pitch them your idea and coming up with a media kit to show your stats and who you are so that you don't want to be, you don't want it to be long winded when reaching out to these brands because they're going over so many things. Um, so keeping it, you know, easy for them, you know, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This sounds great. This sounds brand on and this person's going to do this for me and let's just do it. Makes it much easier on both sides. That's really, really smart advice that I hope everybody takes away from (laughs) It's so true. Like if you can make somebody else's life easier, it's totally, it's give them a reason not to say no. I love that. That's the perfect. And if they do, you move on, you know, you say thank you for your time and chances you're going to be told no more than you're going to be told. Yes. (laughs) You just Um, are. So heads up for that, but that's okay. Like just keep going, you know, like I I can't stress that enough. Like don't let it get you down. It takes so much time and hard work, but nothing should, nothing good happens fast. In my opinion, I think that it just takes time and patience, but keep at it. And the more that you do it, the better you're going to get. And you'll get, you'll get yeses eventually. And each yes is an opportunity for you to practice and build your portfolio and have something to show so you can go back to those brands that said no and say hey you know I reached out before and you know this is where I was at now I've been able to create content for xyz brands and I I my following has grown this much this is my engagement I just wanted to give you a little update you know if you're still open to working with me I still love the idea of 
doing XYZ totally. creative I mean, content. the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know, and eventually they're either just going to say stop or they're going to say, all right, you know what? Let's give this a shot. So might as well try it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. Like, exactly. It's, it's not that big of a deal, you know? Don't let it get you down. And every every no opportunity is just another chance for somebody else and something for bigger sure. and better to say yes. So I 100% sure. agree with that. And then do you do mostly for monetizing? Is it mostly brand collaborations yeah. or do you do any yeah. affiliate like linking? I, mean, I know I some do. people link like Amazon or some, something like that. Uh, and they get like to know it, reward style. Um, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like 95% of my income is coming from brand sponsored posts. Um I could be much better at utilizing my platform for, you know, using it for affiliate links, but I just, um, I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it's just hard. It's like hard to be everything. And, um, I, I just, I could be better. That's for sure. That's a goal of mine for sure is to be better at like linking everything, you know, and, um, having a spot. I have a new, like shop my Instagram page on my blog, which has been great, um, where people can just find what I'm wearing. Um, but again, it's just another thing to add to the list. Um, but there are girls who that is where they make the majority of their income. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, you kind of just have to choose what avenue you want to take. And I have found that doing sponsored content has been the best angle for me. And obviously it is working. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) Totally. totally. Do you feel like most of your income now is like, do you think that your blogging and Instagram has replaced your realty income? 100%. Yes. Really? And well, and and what's hard too is that it's hard to gauge. Um, what, what's great is that like, I can pull in people from my platform, um, to, you know, as a client for real estate. And since my husband is so real estate, that is his, his main focus, I can send them to him and I'll help from time to time, like show them houses and talk to them about their wants and needs. But for the most part, my husband will then take those people. And he's, since he's so focused on real estate, it's kind of a great partnership where like I can, pull people in, send them to him. They're in great hands. And if they want me involved, great. I can be, but for the most part, I, again, then go back to my platform and focus on that. So, um, so, but it's hard because those people turned into clients for my husband and, you know, it's all going into one pot. So essentially it's still there as an income for sure. Yeah. It's a win-win. You can't. Totally. So what are some things that you love about being on Instagram and having a blog and what are some things that you hate it? Because I know some listeners Mm -hmm. are just starting out and maybe see things through, think that everything's through this, you know, pretty rose colored lens. But I know, um, especially I think just in the last two weeks, you've been a little bit more open about, you know, even just openly sharing more about like your personal opinions um, on things. And I feel like that might come into play with your answer. I'm not sure, but yeah. Oh yeah, I will. Um, I, so we'll start with the positive. What I love about Instagram and social media in general is that when used in the right way, it can make such positive things happen in your life. Um, and the connections that you can make through these can be lifelong and so positive that that to me is like my favorite part is literally connecting with people, like listening to people's stories and laughing with people and crying with people and relating with people. It's, it's so fun. And I love that I can be 100% who I am on this um, and not have to like switch, you know, be something else, you know, for another brand or whatever it may be. Like I just, it's really just 100% me. And I love that I can be that. Um, 
But on the downside is when you choose to open yourself up to talking about things that you may be passionate about, like I did in the last couple of weeks um, regarding a controversial um, political thing going on in my state of California. Um, I, I really, to put it out there, I was extremely conflicted with sharing my point of view on this controversial topic. Um, because it opens you up to a lot of vulnerability and um, a lot of scrutiny. But I also felt like I preached that I don't care what people think or I am 100% who I am. But then there was this aspect in my life that I was so passionate about, but I was so scared to share because of what people were going to think. And I felt like I was being inauthentic to my audience. Well, so then I decided, well, let's share this. You know, let's share the fact that this has been hard for me not to share. And so I'm going to share it. Well, it's come with pros and cons. Um, I've felt empowered because I've spoken a voice that hasn't been an easy voice to speak. Um, but it's also come with a lot of people unfollowing, um, a lot of people, um, sorry, <laughs> um, a lot of people saying really, really scary things about me and my family, um, which can be really difficult to hear. Um, and, and it's just, um, I've tried every which way to come at this from a very, um, you know, neutral in a way standpoint. Um, but it still can be misinterpreted very easily. And that's one thing I don't like about Instagram is that people can assume things really quickly without really knowing the whole truth. And that, that can be really hard. Um, people can think that you're a threat to society or, you know, just different things. And it's like, it's, it can be a tough thing to swallow. Um, but I said my piece and I decided today that I've taken my stance and I'm ready to move forward and not talk about it anymore. I think um, I've used my voice enough. I don't want my platform to be a political platform. Um, that's, that's not what I've ever envisioned for it. Um, so I've decided that I've said my piece and I'm ready to move forward because it's just not healthy for me and my family to... Um, get some of the backlash anymore. I'm, I'm really over it. <laughs> so yeah, that's the hardest part. I, I imagine. People can be very mean behind screens for sure. But, um, but I'm also an advocate for standing up for things that you believe in. So it's kind of a fine line we walk, you know, um, just know that there's human beings behind these platforms and families. And I think what, at the end of the day, we can all agree that, you know, um, we all want, want what's best for each other. And let's just agree on that, you know? Amen. It'd be hard. <laughs> Amen. And, um, you know, it's, I love that. I think you followed up too with a post recently that you wanted for your kids, for them to be able to see too that mommy didn't just stand yeah. back. Like you I, have this really platform, hard. you have a place to use your voice. And for you, that I mean, was I share something that was every super angle important. of my life. You know, I share every aspect of my life. And I was just sitting there like, you're not going to share this. Like you feel so passionately about it. Like you're just literally, literally going to sit back for what, because you're scared of what people are going to say. And, and it was, it was that, that was the biggest heart, you know, hurdle to climb. But I just, I couldn't, I was like, I have to speak up for my children because what would I tell them? I'd say, you know what you, even if you're the only one standing there and you're the minority, like you stand for your truth, you know, and I may be wrong in what I'm standing for, but at least I'm standing for something. And, and people can be so mean. And I just would love to like challenge them. Like, have you ever stood with an audience as big as, you know, mine, or even with a smaller audience and said something that most people are going to disagree with you on in a respectful way, you know, like probably not. So give a person some credit, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, not easy. it's very brave and it's, it's hard to put you in a vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. And 
I think that people will appreciate the fact that you Thank could you. be vulnerable with them and that you yeah. do feel like there is your tribe of followers on there who, totally. even if they don't and agree with you, like totally, just totally are happy for every that you negative. Able to be. Yeah. Totally. For every negative DM and comment that I've gotten, I will say that I've gotten 20 positive ones. Um, I've gotten people who say, I do not agree with you on this topic, but I respect you for having an opinion. And those are my people. Those are the kind of people that I want in my group of followers. You know, the ones that can disagree with me, but then not like, leave me because they don't agree with me. I just like, it's like, come on, you know, like, I wish that's how everything could be. Like, let's just bridge this gap, people. It doesn't need to be so hostile to me. I get so frustrated because I'm just like, let's just talk, you know, like I'm, I want to listen to people who don't think like I do. I don't know. I, I just feel like that's how you grow and you become a better person, but some people just can't handle when people don't think exactly like they do. And that's okay. It would but be so boring. Probably it would be, yes. nobody would be even on social media that totally. Totally. Be- so here's my advice to anybody um, looking to be an influencer, tread lightly on controversial topics <laughs> because you might get backlash. You might get death threats, you know, you never know. Um, but just know that in the end, you will feel proud of yourself if you do stand up for something. Um, but just you know, proceed with caution for sure. Amen. Yeah. I have come at the angle with empathy towards those people. I sometimes will say, you know, this isn't about me. Like they're, they're lashing out at me actually has nothing to do with me. I feel like they maybe have, um, some things that they could, you know, that are going on in their life that make them do that to people. And I try to have empathy for them. Um, it's not always easy, but I'm just, I, I think that's how I try to get through it is, you know what, like they've got a story and they maybe are hurting from something else right now. And I'm a person that they can take it out on and that's okay um, for them to do, I guess. But just know that, you know, like most of the time it has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with them. And I, I think you handled it all really gracefully. And I'm sorry that you had to deal with a little bit of That's backlash. Okay. From no, it. I knew what I was getting myself into, you know, but now it's time to just, I've said my piece and I'm ready to just, you know, I, I want it to be a happy place, you know, like I don't want to continually go down a road of controversial things. Like that's just, uh, it's, it wouldn't be fun for me. And at the end of the day, I want this to be fun for me and for my audience, but I, I needed to speak on it. I did. And I'm ready to, you know, move forward. But behind the scenes, I will still be fighting the fight that I was choosing to talk about. So I love it. And it's all about balance. Like, you know, you, everything you do is so funny and so lighthearted. And if you felt the need to get on and share something a little more serious and vulnerable, then I think you did it beautifully the way you balanced it. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate that because it wasn't easy. And just know, you know, like people who don't have a platform just don't understand that being vulnerable on there can be extremely difficult. Oh, yeah. They think we're bulletproof sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And some things people say are just like, oh, my gosh. I know. Like, you do, You know, you want to say like, oh, it, it doesn't affect me. I'm not going to let it affect me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it does. So. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I've got thick skin, you know, but there are certain things when I like finally last night when, you know, someone wished death upon me and my children, it was like, okay, we're done. Like, I'm just I'm not like, I don't want this energy around me anymore. Like, so. I've said what I've said and, you know, we're moving on. Wow. That is crazy intense that somebody yeah. – <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. You had to deal crazy. with that. That's nuts. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Again, it's not about me. It's about them. <laughs> okay. Well, I know um, that you'll be probably shifting back into some funny 
What is, is oh, it yeah, Wednesday? Yeah. It's, no, t- yesterday was no, Wednesday. No, Wednesday was last night. I did do wine Wednesday last night. I wasn't going to because I was like emotionally drained, but I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm like we're, we're doing wine Wednesday. So go check it out. I bet it was therapeutic too. <laughs> it really was. You know, it was nice to have a laugh and I kept it really lighthearted and people were like, yes, like, thank you for doing this. So it was great. It was, it's, that's one of the highlights of my weeks for sure. So I love it. I felt like I should do it. I do have one last question about stories before okay. I get into my rapid yeah. fire questions, just because, okay. like I said, you're somebody who's doing stories so well and people Thank you. are obviously speaking out about it. And do you know off the top of your head what your engagement rate is on your post versus your stories? My engagement rate on my post versus my story. I mean, oh my gosh, it doesn't even compare. I need to do that. I don't even know how to do How do you do the math on that? <laughs> Someone needs to teach me. Um I want to, so my, to give you an idea, like my engagement rate between my following and my stories, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it, um, it was, you know, I'm, I'm okay with putting it out there is I get about 10% of my following watching my story, each story. That's awesome. And yeah. sometimes more. I don't, is, I don't know. It's hard because I think we as influencers have nothing to gauge things on because everybody keeps the secret. Yeah. And I feel like stories, especially, and stories are such the hot topic and what brands are looking at right now. And I feel like people can say like, is that good? No, I think that's (laughs) great. And I mean, I think right now people say for the baseline for a post, you know, good is like four to 6% engagement or something like that, which mine isn't even hitting the mark there sometimes yeah. these days because people no. just aren't there. But stories wise, you do, you notice people are, that's where they're showing up. And I would say 10% is great. And I bet. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, that's just views, you know? So when we're talking engaging on DMs or swipe ups, like I wish that Instagram would give you those analytics because I feel like that would be a very powerful tool to be able to walk into a brand and say, you know, I get 6% engagement on one story, which means that somebody's DMing you or asking you questions or swiping up or clicking on a link or, you know, clicking on a tag. Like, I wish that there was a way to gauge that. I know in, in that um, Instagram is, are you, did they cr- switch you over to a creator profile? No, not yet. Okay. So they're starting to switch people over to creator profiles if you're an uh-huh. influencer or slash creator in the space they uh-huh. they switched me over I think they must have given me an option and I clicked yes I oh, and okay. I have no idea what oh, it, I think you know what I think that this did happen so then you get deeper analytics inside your it's supposed to come up of, like it's I think right now there's not a huge difference in what you see okay but eventually I think you're going to be able to see a little bit more um, analytics that are helpful for you as you pitch yourself to brands and they're supposed to have oh, awesome. like a whole creator studio on Facebook oh, so for Instagram great. where you can go and find all this stuff. So I'm hoping it it changes. Finally, Instagram's think, doing yeah. something that benefits us. <laughs> right. I, I think they're recognizing the value of what it is that we do and that yeah. giving us tips and tools to that's like great. help us do better it helps them too. So Oh, that's so yeah. good to hear. I'm excited for those new updates for sure. Cause I do you know, again, like it's so hard to gauge and I try not to compare myself to other people, but I, I would love like a metric to know whether I'm doing good or whether I'm doing okay. Like, do I need to step up my game or do I need to, you know, like I would love to be able to have a metric and, it, and I don't feel like there is one in this industry, you know, cause everybody keeps those things private, which I get, but how do we know if we're doing well or not? No, it's true. And I actually appreciate you being open to share the numbers. I think yeah, no I want to be able I to share to more. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, I'll tell you whatever. It doesn't 
yeah. affect me. And if anybody does know whether that number is great, let me know. I would really like to know if I should be like stepping up my game in stories even more or like if that's a good number, you know, like I don't know how you I, base your views. I would say 10% is, I'm no expert, obviously, but I think that that's mm-hmm. great. And just the fact that I'm somebody who didn't even know who you were before I asked about stories and so many people were coming to me and saying your name like there there you go right there like good feedback for sure I'll take that and then I mean I followed you right away after your story so obviously you're doing whatever you're doing in there you're doing it right thank you very much I'm really glad I found you too I love following you and your content is beautiful so I'm really glad thank you I found you we found each other yes we be insta besties it's meant to be (laughs) meant to be for sure So I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast with my rapid fire questions that I like to ask everybody who comes on. And we might have touched a little bit on some of this in the interview, but don't feel afraid to repeat yourself. Um, My favorite question is my first one, which is what do you influence that you are most proud of? Can I drop an F bomb? (laughs) I think so. I would say say – um, I influence people to stand up for what they believe in and not give a fuck what people think about them. Amen. <laughs> and how much time do you dedicate to social media? And what is your biggest time management tip? Oh my gosh, a lot of time. I mean, daily hours, um, whether that's responding to DMs or um, creating content um, hours, I, I would say maybe oh God, four, at least four hours a day to, to being on there and engaging and doing all those things. Um, and then my biggest, my biggest tip for time management, I'm um, making lists and staying organized on those lists. I love to-do lists um, and I love crossing things off. Um, so that's, that helps me like, what's the most important thing I need to get done in the day is at the top of my list and I get that done and then I cross it off and go to the next. So that's a good, I feel like a good time management tip. And just know that if things go out of whack, like you'll get, you know, you'll get to it. And it feels good to mark things off of a list. Totally. I just had totally. um, a friend of mine, Amanda Hedgepeth, on the podcast, and she actually mm-hmm. creates these life flow lists. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to download these and try that because it's a good idea. Sometimes my lists are just as disorganized as the yeah. thoughts in my head. <laughs> I'm the like, other thing that I really, totally. And the other thing that I try to do is. Um, I have given this advice before is wherever you are, be 100% there. So like if I'm in mom mode, I'm 100% in mom mode, like focusing my kids, you know, whatever that is in the moment. And then whenever I'm at work, it's like, okay, I'm 100% in work mode, you know? And I just think that being there completely helps you be more productive. And is there a mistake or something you would go back and change in this space if you could? Oh, good question. Oh man. Um, I've made many, I think, um, (laughs) I wouldn't care so much about my numbers, you know, like, like I've said before, I wouldn't care so much about the growth and worried and comparing people. I shouldn't, you know, just don't compare yourself to people. I feel like that's like the death of you. Um, I feel like that. And there was a moment last week when I spoke about a campaign and I talked, you know, down about the campaign, um, that fellow influencers did. And I could have just made my point without bringing other people into it. That was one thing I definitely regret doing. And I was apologetic for it. And, um, you know, I just, I could have left. I I compared myself to other people and something I wouldn't do that they did. And I just didn't need to do that. That was a big regret for sure. I will have to pick your brain about that off the podcast about what the situation (laughs) was. I'm curious. But that's really good advice. (laughs) And then for somebody who is listening and starting from zero, what is your biggest advice Mm -hmm. that you would give to them? Just keep going. Seriously. 
Keep your head down. If it's something that you truly, truly want, um, it's going to feel like it's taking forever to get there. But if you're really passionate about what you, you know, you're doing and you really enjoy it, it'll all pay off, you know, whether that just be, and, and I also, one, when I started my blog, I kind of started it with the idea of this is my hobby. Like it took a lot of the pressure off, you know, than trying to make this into a career and the career ended up following, you know? So I think just coming at this with a little bit more grace and um, forgiveness, I think will get you farther than getting down on yourself if you're not going where you think you want to go quickly, because it's going to take you time. So just be patient. Mm, Yeah. I feel like people are looking for instant gratification these days. Totally. The society we live in. And yeah, this is not the place for that for sure. No. no, Not authentically anyhow. And I know everybody likes to hear about gear questions and what you use. So do you, what camera do you use for your photos and videos? (laughs) Do you have any editing equipment or apps you can't live without? I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I use my phone. No, and, that's great. Um, yeah, I literally use my – I have an iPhone X and I do edit some photos. I'm terrible at it. I edit them in Lightroom to, like, add some, you know, some exposure or whatever. But I'm really bad at that. I have a photographer that I use. So she uses, I believe, a Canon. I can get that information for you for sure to, like, you know, tell you what she uses. But – um. No, 90% of my stuff is on my phone. And I think people like it more, to be honest, um, when I can like capture those raw and real moments and they're not perfectly edited. Um, but there are people who okay. want that perfectly edited feed. Yeah, I think I think people appreciate those raw and real moments. Um, uh, and I feel like that's the best way to capture it is on your phone. Um, but there are people who have those perfectly, you know, um, edited feeds and that is their niche. You know, I guess for me, that's just not my niche. Um, I given up a long time ago on making my, my feed look perfectly coherent because it was just so stressful that I just decided like, you know what, forget it. (laughs) And so I use my phone a lot. Um, and so, and the, and the the only app that I really use is, is Lightroom if I'm going to even use it. I think that's probably going to be really motivating for somebody just starting out who doesn't have all of the gear either to know like okay you know you you look at Instagram these days and you think that the only way to grow or to be in this space is to be super cohesive and it definitely helps I would say but it's not the only way so totally totally and I I want people like you know because my stories do so well and those are where I'm like really raw and real I try to translate that in my feed too. Um, and that's why it doesn't look cohesive because that's just not who I am, you know? And some people might not follow because they want to see a cohesive feed, but then they're they're not going to like me anyways. So it's fine, you know? Amen, sister. That's like the biggest takeaway there. Sure. <laughs> just be yourself. And totally. where can listeners find you? Uh, at Whiskey and Lace on Instagram is the best place you can find me. But you can always email me at Erica at whiskeyandlaceblog.com. Um, I'm on Facebook too, but I'm not as uh, you know active on there. But on my stories, I try really hard to get back to every single DM. I honestly, I, I do. But right now I have like 250 in queue. So it might take me a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. DMs are hard. It's hard to yeah. accommodate everybody. And I know, like I said, For people sure. are just loving you. So I'm sure yours gets filled up all the time. Oh, that's really sweet. It, it's it's hard to manage, but it's important to me to get back because I feel like 
when people take the time to connect with you, I feel it's important to reach back. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful that they're there and they've taken the time to connect with me that I want to make sure that I make them a priority. Well, you do a great job of it. And Erica, I'm so happy that you came on today. And like I said, oh, I'm just too. thank you so much. So happy that I've gotten to know you and proud that you're somebody who's able to just show others that you can be yourself in this space and that that's we need to have a glass of wine together sometime I know once I pop this baby out I'm all about it yes (laughs) yes for sure for sure I'm sure you can't wait (laughs) I can't I can't wait for him to be here well thank you so much for coming on I will definitely provide a link for where people can find you and definitely check out her stories soon, you guys. They will crack you up. I need. I just feel like you need to cook a chicken for dinner again, just so I can <laughs> watch you stuff a chicken it's again. It's a really good recipe. <laughs> it's a really good recipe. You guys should definitely make it. I promise you'll love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Today, thank you. Erica. That was such a jam-packed episode, and I'm so glad you guys were here to listen to it because a huge takeaway is that it is so important and valuable to show up in your stories these days and to show up authentically as yourself. And I think Erica did a really great job at sharing the value that has brought to her brand and her business as well as a mommy influencer and blogger. If you liked today's episode, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe and leave a review. Also, if you screenshot and share in your stories because we know people are showing up there, I love seeing that and I would be so happy to repost that to my feed. Have a great day, mamas. Thank you.